Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to today's episode, Why Resilience Matters. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today about resilience for adults and children. We all have struggles and pain, and life can be difficult and loss can be overwhelming. But have you noticed that some people manage to keep their heads above water when the going gets tough? Well, that's resilience. And Let me tell you, it is a skill that can be learned. So just to orient our conversation today, I wanted to give you a brief definition of resiliency. Um, I'm really trying to um, be concise here because there's so much work and research and psychological studies around resiliency. So I want to just really focus in um, to help orient us and then and, and move us right along for today's um, podcast. Anyway, resilience is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family and relationship problems, serious health problems, or workplace and financial stressors. It means bouncing back from difficult experiences. And this is interesting to note that research has shown that resiliency is ordinary, not extraordinary. People commonly demonstrate resilience. And I will link to these studies in the blog um, that's associated with this podcast, just for you to, if you're interested in reading more about it, I think it's fascinating to see the work that's being done in these areas and how we can show up and and demonstrate significant resiliency. And it is a choice. So I want to remind you that you also have to go through hard times to demonstrate resiliency. You have to go through those painful emotional experiences to learn what it means to be resilient. It's not something you can learn from reading about it. You learn about it by going through the fire. It is in the face of the fear and the pain and the emotional upheaval and the work that you learn what truly matters to you. I think a lot of times I know in my own life, I just want to fast forward through the hard bits, through the hard times, and I want it to be over and I want to be past it. But it is in those moments of pain and in those moments of struggle that we truly learn to live and to grow and to show ourselves that we are resilient and we are made of the tough material necessarily necessary to have a good life. We know that developing personal resiliency is a journey. People do not act or react the same to traumatic and stressful life events. I've chatted before about mental health issues, and if you are struggling, it makes it even harder to weather life storms. So reach out. 
Use the skills I'm going to discuss, but also seek out a mental health practitioner who can help you identify what else is going on in your life. Because if you're not in a good place emotionally and you can learn these skills, you can will yourself to use these skills, but there is an underlying issue that you will need to address. People, we all have varying strategies for um, addressing pain and addressing resiliency. So I also want you to take that into consideration when I, when I talk about these areas. And again, you have to do your the hard work on yourself first. Take a look at what thoughts you think and how it causes certain emotions. I always feel like I'm saying this over and over again, but I truly believe that if you can't model resiliency and good mental health first, and you've done all the emotional work first, which is why I think coaching for yourself matters and why it's important to develop that strong core so that when you begin to interact with the world, when you're raising your children, we can be that for other people. We can model resiliency. We can model strength. If you don't model it, you can't expect your kids to do it as well. Just like the principle of yelling to get your kids to stop screaming, right? You have to show them how to behave as they learn more from your actions than words. This, I have to say, is extremely difficult in in my own life. This is also why I feel strongly um, about, you know, doing the emotional work. And I, I, I highly recommend if you haven't read it already, Parenting from the Inside Out by Dr. Daniel Siegel. It helps you look at yourself before you look at your parenting and family dynamics. It forced or encouraged me to take a deep, long, hard look at who I was and how I was showing up as a parent. And it was my work that mattered, that truly impacted my family. So I did it. And then, you know, a lot of what I was seeing in my sweet, sweet son was my own issues um, with nervousness or anxiety or him not having, um, being invited to sleepovers or to parties. It, it, it made me unsettled and, and, and he could see that. And it wasn't his um, anxiety. It was my own. So I just think that resiliency really begins with us. And I, I don't know how to say that anymore, except just, just reach out. I'm happy to help you in your journey. And there are so many trained professionals that can do that. Okay. So with that disclaimer, I uh, also, as it relates to kids and resilience, We know that childhood is such a transformational period of growth and development. At the same time, with all the changes comes an onslaught of confusing emotions. Think about it. Remember when you were a child, it was overwhelming. Just watching them go through this is, wow, it's, um, there's a lot to a lot to do nowadays. And kids are asked to understand peer relationship dynamics, navigate family structures, and encounter potential traumas, all while learning, all while being challenged, and all while trying to grow physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it is um, just a 
a challenging time, but we can help our children and teens develop the skills and understanding necessary to be resilient, to be able to adapt to adversity, stress, and even tragedy. It won't help them not to feel distress, but they will be able to wade through big feelings for positive mental health and feeling scared or upset or sad and doing life anyway is courage at its finest. And I feel like some of the big issues we have now is that as parents, we have tried to shield our way, our children away from the hard times or the things that challenge them. And then when they're asked to do that as adults, it's very painful and almost we're unable to approach that. So I think it's very important to help model this and help your kids learn to develop the skills when they're young so that they don't have a harder battle to fight when they're older. Okay, so here we go. I've adapted the following list to build resiliency from the American Psychological Association. I'll, I'll put a link to what I adapted from um, on in the blog, but I'm going to describe this for both adults and children. So the first step is to make connections. Reach out to friends, even when you want to stay alone in your bubble. And this is me a lot of the times. Let your children know that you love them always. Help them make friends. A dear mentor always said, even having one friend matters. One friend that's it. Connect with other family members so your kids know that there are many other people in their court. Support your connection and their connection to God or higher power. Let them know that we are all connected and remind yourself of this daily. And that's why I love um, the work of the self-compassion steps is that we know that we are not alone, that this, our struggle is shared. It's a shared struggle. And so I, I think all of these um, topics that I've been discussing, they're all connected, right? It's, it's incredible to me that you can't tease apart these issues. The second step is a step that I feel very passionate about. It is helping others volunteer help them help help yourself know that you can make a difference and help your children consider ways that they can help even by opening doors by smiling by sitting next to someone new at lunch it doesn't have to be big it is a smile that matters it is helping others listening to their stories being present in their pain and this will do so much to help us remind us and remind our children that we matter and that there we can make a difference in others' lives. And that is the beauty of resiliency. Okay, number three, are you ready for it? Model self-care. <laughs> so, and this is just self-care. So for adults, modeling self-care, being comfortable with downtime fun and play. Take care of yourself with exercise, sleep, and healthy eating. 
And this is something that in the month of July, I'm working on my courage calendar. And I'd love to invite you to first go to my website, jessicastong.com or livesofcourage.com and download that courage calendar so you can do it with me for the month of July. And this is where the, the self-care really comes in for me. I, I've worked on my emotional and spiritual development, but that physical piece of self-care, like taking care of yourself and healthy eating, it's a hard one for me to follow. So I'd love for you to join me in that. And also teach your children that self-care matters. Involve them. Show them that it's great to play. Play with them. Have fun with them. They will remember those times. And remember in when they're going through the hard times, that there are also good times too, right? Um, along with this is, um, along with my courage calendar, is setting goals. And, um, and, it, it, and it helps with resiliency. We know that if we are able to set goals and break them into baby steps, we can accomplish what we set our minds to. And in that moment or in that act of accomplishment of even the smallest things that matter, we see that we can accomplish whatever we choose. And it is building that up time by time that helps us develop resiliency. My favorite example is from the book Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Her father instructed her brother to write a report about birds by taking it bird by bird, buddy. God, that gets me every time. So we can just take it one step at a time to accomplish what we set our minds to do. And even in the dark and hard times, we can do it bird by bird. I think this is the most important piece that we can teach our children. And I always say to Henry, well, I have a lot of important pieces, but I always say to Henry, like bird by bird, buddy, we've got this, or baby steps, whatever works for your family. But having those little mottos um, or little sayings that can help your child and you, I have to sticky note bird by bird sometimes when I get quite overwhelmed. Um, I, I really believe that matters. Next, uh, again, something that I love and feel passionate about is teaching optimism and supporting a growth mindset. So we need to remind ourselves that we get to choose our thoughts. We need to remind our kids that it is in the hard work we grow and we get to choose the way we see our circumstances. We get to choose our outlook. A positive attitude matters even, especially when dealing with hardship. There's so much that I have said about this that I want to say about optimism. Um, I'm a big believer in the positive psychology approach and got to do a lot of work in graduate school around this. So don't worry, we'll get more of this in a little, in later podcasts. And Finally, step six, nurturing confidence. Along with a growth mindset, help yourself, help remind yourself of your strengths. Remind yourself why you matter. Remind yourself why courage matters to you. 
and for your children, help them remember the times that they have successfully navigated through difficult situations. Repeat, I can do hard things until it is true. And I do this myself. Help them see that their strengths and work to trust themselves to, themselves to solve their problems. Help them get and see that they have a chance to do tasks on their own so they feel productive and confident. Parents have such a great opportunity to develop our children's resiliency. We can do the hard work to positively influence our children's lives and it is bird by bird. You have to remember that. It is daily acts for ourselves and for our children. So I'm trying to keep these podcasts brief. So (laughs) at 16 minutes. So I'm going to give you your resiliency homework for the week. Are you ready? We have three action items. The first is to make a plan to volunteer. Just make a plan. It doesn't have to be this week. It can be in three months. Just make a plan. The second is to think about ways you can connect with someone this week. One person, a child, a friend, your significant other, a mentor. I want you to just reach out. And the third and final resiliency homework is do something nice for yourself. And that means so much to so many people. A lot of times it is, we think of like self-care as in the way that we get a massage or get our a pedicure, but it can be reading a book, doing something nice, taking time and buying yourself a nice coffee and um, taking a run, a walk, uh, some time in nature. Think about something that would be kind for you. And I want you to do it this week. And if you don't have it, please join my newsletter to get access to your courage calendar, which has daily tips for building resiliency and courage. And as always, I hope you'll please feel free to reach out to me with any questions that you have. I'm very happy um, to answer, to chat, to discuss. Um, You can visit livesofcourage.com. Again, thanks for joining me. I'm so grateful for the time that I have to spend, the voice that I have to share. I'm, I just feel very grateful for this um, platform and I'm so happy to spend this time with you. So here's to building your resilience today and every day. And finally, I trust that each day brings you joy and courage and growth. See you next Monday. Thanks so much.